Good morning, everyone. Christina Banfield here, welcoming you back to Reframe Anxiety, Boost Your Sanity. I uh, started this event because of my overall curiosity of how our body functions under stress and how we function under change. But more than anything, to learn how to peel back the layers of connecting with ourselves. So I believe that part of our human experience is to learn how to connect with ourselves so we can have the momentum to live a full life. So your journey of propelling your momentum continues today as we explore the concept of confidence and the role of self-awareness. Today, we'll be exploring how to connect to build this best self with Karen Ann Boys. Karen Ann is a certified coach specializing in confidence. And Karen Ann is also a writer, a blogger, and podcaster, which is amazing. And um, she has de developed her own model called Hope to help individuals on stepping out of anxiety or fear and into confidence and hopeful living. Hopeful living. So I brought Karen, on, Karen Ann on today because I know that some of us want to make, sh make things shift. And sometimes we almost feel like it's impossible because confidence is getting in the way. So Karen will be sharing her insight today around how to start develop, developing this confidence to make our visions and our new habits come into fruition. So thank you, Karen, for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited about what you're putting together, Christina. Um, Thank you. I, uh, it's been a very beautiful process of connecting with all of you speakers, and I'm so excited to share your insights today, too, because everyone has a different perspective, and the purpose of this summit is to just keep providing different insights and hoping that at least one of these things will land with you in the way that it sparks something in you to just step into yourself and do the work or just bring that lightness into your life as well. So let's kick it off. Um, I had a question around, you know, what does this process of stepping out of anxiety or fear look like? And because you do the work um, of self-confidence, I'd love to know how, what that role of self-confidence takes in uh, the process of adapting to anxiety or fear? Um, it's a slow process. It's not something that can happen overnight in the beginning, right? It picks up momentum as you go. But initially it's becoming mindful, mindful of when you are up against that, whatever it is that now is making your heart beat a little bit faster, or you feel that deep insecurity or all of the, can I really do this? starts to enter your head. It's really that moment where you become mindful and curious, right? You start questioning things. I think that's the key to the beginning of it all, not just allowing status quo. You know, I've always been anxious or I'm terrified of speaking, so I'm not gonna do that now or whatever it is for you, really just stepping back for a second and going, okay, I know this terrifies me or this doesn't feel good, or I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm gonna look at that for a second. 
and try and figure out what that is, you may not be able to figure it out right away, but at least you've made a step forward of now starting to question rather than just allow. Absolutely. Yeah, something that you uh, have just, the word that stuck with me is the curiosity component. And my question around that would be, okay, how do we start becoming aware enough to bring curiosity into um, our perspective during high moments of, of anxiety or fear? That's the tough one too. However, I will say this, and I know it's a buzz statement that we've heard a hundred times, but being present in the moment. For me, when I look back all of these years, it truly was that it was starting to get out of my head a little bit and into what was happening. Paying attention when I made my cup of coffee, like grabbing the cup, pouring the coffee, what I'm adding to the coffee, like thinking about those things allowed me to then center and ground myself. So I had an awareness then of what was coming in. So when the thought would come in, because I was so present, I'd be like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of fear right there. Where'd that come from? Or again, that allowed the curiosity. It allowed the space for me to be aware of all the chatter that happens in, in our heads. Um, you know, there's a lot going on up there sometimes and it's like this. So if you can, you know, kind of quiet that down a little bit, being present really allows that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, being present isn't always easy, but mm -hmm. it, it's 100% possible when we, when we start to see the value in it. So as soon as we start making those baby steps of being present with just making your coffee, it's that moment of, okay, now I'm starting to build this habit within myself of starting to be present. And then it, and then before you know it, it's in a different action that you're doing where you're being more present there. So I love that example of the simplicity in it. Yes, yeah. if that, that is a key component to all of this keep it simple, all parts of it. it. It's stress, life, anxiety. It becomes so overwhelming that how do you manage it all, right? Take it down to the simplest thing you can take it down to and then expand it yeah. as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And, and knowing that you have this writer background, right? And, um, I'm sure there's a lot of thoughts that come through during that process. And I'm curious as far as what's the self, uh, self-confidence component that helps you dial into what thoughts to grab, whether you're writing or what thoughts to expand on. Cause that, that might help people also with, in terms of anxiety of the thoughts being everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety writing a book as well during certain points, but I'd love to hear insight around that as well. That is a building of self-trust. And with self-trust, you can also build self-confidence. Through the journey of becoming aware of, your, of yourself, self-awareness, right? That is key. I know that that's kind of a theme that we have going here through your virtual conference. Absolutely. But self-awareness 
is like the number one thing. When you become self-aware, that also gives you the opportunity to really start learning what you value, what you need, what you want. And when you can start clarifying those and operating in the space of your values, your needs, and your wants, then confidence also builds. And so it allows you to then say, I have a voice in this, or I know I have something to share that even if it just hits one person the right way, it was worth sharing. Mm. So it's, it's stepping into that and trusting that, you know, we're not all for all people, but there is somebody that resonates with what you have to say. And and just trusting in that. And sometimes it's just allowing yourself the freedom to be you through that expression. Mm. Yes, absolutely. There's a, a undertone of vulnerability in that process, right? And I think that often is, is what's so scary um, to start going into this self-awareness component um, and even allowing other people to see your true self the vulnerability can be super scary, but like you just said, everything that you put on the table and bring into the world isn't for everyone, but doesn't mean that you can't impact, positively impact someone else to do the same. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we talk about self-awareness. So, and you, you're mentioning the values, um, What's that development process look like in connecting with self-awareness? Um, as far as, I know you have your model, your hope model, and I'm not sure how, how that intertwines, but I'd love to hear a little bit about that model and how you apply it. So the hope model came to me in a dream, believe it or not. Um, hope is a very powerful world, word to me. It always has been. I think hope is what got me through and continues to get me through, you know, the hard times in life. Um, hope in my little statement of hope is the sneak peek of all this possible. So it's that little glimmer that first happens that then allows you the opportunity to go forward with it or at least see the possibilities in it. So one night I'm dreaming and hope became an acronym. I'm a coach, honest, open, possible exploration. It was like that foundation that said, okay, let's just get real about everything and lay it all out. We're gonna be honest with ourselves about how we're feeling, right, wrong, indifferent, there are feelings. We're gonna be open about what that is. We're going to think of every possibility in the world. And then we're gonna explore what, what can really happen. What's just a dream maybe can't happen, but we're gonna lay it all out. And so it, it's a fun kind of process because it's really all about moving forward and being hopeful in that journey. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in there. And I think the exploration part of your model is very fascinating because oftentimes you might have this awareness of putting everything on the table but then we're overwhelmed because it's all on the table. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, what, what part do I start with first? And I love to hear that too. Like, okay, you have that exploration part in your model and how do you go about creating that first step of exploring? So loop that back around to curiosity and curiosity within yourself. 
You know, we can make something really big or we have a hundred things we want to do, right? But going back down, using curiosity to get back to the values, needs, and wants, that helps you actually build out what's possible and what you want to explore. So how do you figure out values, needs, and wants? Curiosity. Asking yourself the questions. Sometimes we want things because somebody else wants them for us. Do I want this? Who wants this? Mm. You know, you start there. Okay, I do want this. What about this do I want? And then you start just, you break it down, you break it down. You think you allow, it's full body experience, I think, head to toe, right? Paying attention to yourself. How do things land on you? If, it, if it's instant fear, which is something I used to feel all the time with most everything, it was, all right, let's examine that. What am I fearful of exactly? And understanding that. Mm. It's not an easy process. It's not, I'm gonna, oh, it's so easy, right? I'm just, I'm gonna, just gonna sit here and I'm gonna ask myself questions and then I'll know exactly what I value, need, and want. No, <laughs> but it's getting in the habit of questioning more things about yourself. And, and how does it feel? How does it settle for you? And if it doesn't settle right away, that's okay. It's gonna come to you over time. We all shift and change. That's the other thing. What we valued or needed or wanted even a year ago is totally different now for a lot of people, right? So again, awareness, mindfulness, and curiosity, keeping yourself on track. Absolutely. And what, with what you're saying, it's almost like you're building this uh, capacity to be agile with change as well. So when you're, mm-hmm. when you're remaining curious and mindful, like you said, there's, it's okay to, to shift those things as well, because our life does change. We grow, we evolve, we're human. And especially mm-hmm. if we're cu- curious people, uh, we don't always want to stay stagnant, even though change is maybe attractive, like, hey, I want to try that. Maybe we want to shift this. But if we're not fully stepping into our values of how that's aligning with maybe that change, it makes it a little bit harder to shift into that. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think that's an important note for everyone is that it's okay to shift your goals and shift your visions because life unfolds in various ways. And <clears throat> sometimes it's, um, it's uh, one of those things where I have an idea of what I want. This is how it's going to be. And we get stuck in this lane. Yeah. And so then it's hard to see the other opportunities outside of that if we're not remaining curious and mindful. Right. And that's where hope comes into play too, right? Because some of us have set up our lives where this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to graduate high school. We're going to go to college. We're going to possibly, you know, have a partner, possibly have kids, try and get a career. We're just going to do this one thing. It's let's break out of the mold a little bit, right? Doesn't mean you have to, but what are the other possibilities within that realm? In this, we got this section of time. What are all of the possibilities in there? What can you weave in and weave out and know that none of it has to be permanent? And it also allows you to figure out and try things that maybe you would have never tried before. Yeah. I think with your model, it's definitely one of those things where um, it helps people step out of the anxiety or the fear because of when we could 
dream and come back to the possibility part of life, mm-hmm. then the stress really it diffuses quite a bit when you see that there's a lot of different possibilities and opportunities and of ways that you can um, bring all of those to life as well. Right. And we don't always need to know the how right away. Right away. Most of the stuff I've done in my life, I had no idea how to do it. And it, if you stick at anything, the hows start to show up. If it's the right thing for you mm-hmm. or how doesn't show up and you re-examine and go, that wasn't, that wasn't the right path anyway. So now I'm going to shift. So there is being, like you said, flexible. You need to be, if you don't need to be, but it's easier if you are flexible and allow things to not have to be this certain way in all things. Yeah. It also gives you license to, it's okay if we don't do things right or perfect, or I learned so much in my mistakes beautiful things come out of mistakes, beautiful things that when I look at them now, I'm like, wow, who would have known? (laughs) That's awesome. Absolutely. And sometimes we don't realize how beautiful that moment is until it's passed and we reflect on it and, and look for the, uh, the good in it. Right. Right. Or the, or the lesson that's meant to be learned. Um, you know, that this is a, a good segue into well, how do we become energized in this discomfort of aligning with our best self, right? And like you were mentioning earlier, with um, you know, it's it's okay to shift your goals, right? And then realizing uh, if the how's not showing up, maybe it's not meant for me. And um, I, I'd love to hear your perspective on okay, well, if the how's not showing up because it's not meant for me, well, how do I become energized by how this, this isn't meant? Right. So it can mean it's not meant for me, or maybe it means it's just not the right time. There's many projects I've worked on where the how wasn't there. And then two years down the road, the aha moment happens and there it is. So Sometimes it just has to sit and simmer for a while before that house shows up. It just means that you've, you're doing other stuff in the meantime. But back to your question about the discomfort or how to become energized through that. Discomfort is always telling us something about something, right? It's another place to become curious. Discomfort is not necessarily bad. Discomfort could be that place where we just need to stretch and grow And all of us know how uncomfortable that is. I'm never comfortable in that space. (laughs) But when I recognize it for that, then it allows me to continue to push myself forward. Other discomforts are telling us that this isn't the right situation for me to be in. This isn't the right place. What else do I need to pay attention to in this discomfort? What is my body telling me? What are my feelings telling me? Um, there, there's lots of indicators and signs that if we question them, the answers will start to reveal themselves rather than just sitting in it, living in it. Now, you know, nobody should push themselves to do this work unless they want to like slowly peel back the layers. You know, there's some things that we're just, we need help facing right? 
So if you are feeling like this, there's this discomfort and I'm not sure what this is and it's making me that uncomfortable, please seek, you know, see a psychologist, go, go to somebody to help you sort through that. But if you're in this other space of, okay, I'm ready for this. And I think I can do this slowly one step at a time and it feels safe to you, then start exploring it further. You know, it's, it's a matter of readiness. Are you ready? And if you feel like you need help with that, then seek help always. You know, that's the great thing about this world is many people in this line of work, we just want to help lift everybody up and help everybody move forward with hope. Absolutely. There's, um, there's a lot of momentum behind the word hope. And I think when we start aligning with that sensation of what hope really means to us on an individual level, then that possibility starts opening up. Right. And yeah, I, I really want to echo what you had just said with it's okay to reach out to a psychologist. if if you feel like you're not fully comfortable there yet tackling the self-work on your own, because yeah, because it could be, it could be overwhelming, right? Um, Depending on your perspective, depending on your shadows, your traumas or whatever it might be. We, we humans do need help from other people. And luckily there's so many different modalities out there to help you work through it and find something that works best for you. And this summit is all about providing, yes, the tools to peel back those layers. But ultimately, if you don't find anything in the summit and the, and the one thing you do find is, hey, maybe I just need to reach out to someone that might help me, that's the first step. Absolutely. We all come from different walks of life. We have totally in different different experiences um, in our lives. And not all of those experiences can we or should we handle alone. So it really is, you know, this summit is helpful. Um, Coaches are helpful. Therapists are helpful. Doctors are helpful. We all come together to, to help each one of us on our own individual journey and path. Absolutely. It's a matter of feeling trusting yourself enough to reach out just reach out yeah and one of those things I've learned in that part too is that every person has a different place in your life to bring out a different part of you so you know sometimes it's having a coach sometimes it's having a psychologist and your doctor like everyone's there to to help you work through things on different levels at different layers of yourself And so intertwining the work of everyone is really where the, uh, the balance comes into play of getting to know yourself on multiple layers. Right. Yeah. And one thing that's just coming to me that I just want to point out is during this process of, you know, being curious and exploration, it really is, it's, it's a personal thing. It's not about, it's that, that one opportunity in your life where you really have to just look at yourself, right? It's not about what has 
happened outside of yourself or what other individuals have or have not done or anything like that. It's truly just about you, how it, how you feel about it, what your thoughts are around it, what you want to take away from it, what you want to leave behind. You know, it's really just self-discovery mm-hmm. and it allows you to just put that lens inward and not outward. And um, you really learn a lot about yourself, beautiful things about yourself. You know, we can all walk around and, and when you are not feeling confident in life or you're feeling insecure or anxiety has taken over, it's really easy to beat yourself up. It's, it's really easy to get to that space. And this allows you to then start pulling out those nuggets of, you know what? I am kind of, I am creative or I, I do know how to do this. And I just do it differently than other people do or whatever it is and start paying attention to the things that you love. You know, oftentimes we are so concerned about what other people think are like. And this is an opportunity to say, what do I think are like? You know, what about this matters to me and be okay with that. So that's what I really love about the work is it, it doesn't, it allows you to go inside and leave the outside there so you can really hear your own voice and and really establish what's important to you. Absolutely. Yeah, knowing what is in our truth is so important. And that kind of brings me to the question of um, what is something you would tell someone who's currently in the midst of feeling overwhelmed of where to start and I, th- I think you just touched on it a little bit of start asking yourself those questions and not letting that external environment necessarily influence what's going on internally and deciphering the two. Um, but if there's anything else you'd like to add on that, on that part, I'd love to hear it. When overwhelm happens, the very first thing you can do because starts to build up, right? <laughs> stop, just stop, breathe, get grounded. Tell yourself that right now in this moment, in this moment, right now, I'm okay. Everything's okay right now. And then start asking your, the, yourself the questions of what do I have control over? Just me. And of what I have control over, what's one action that I can take right now in this, or is that one action maybe no action? And I just let it go for a little bit. Mm. So it's really just getting yourself in that space of, I'm overwhelmed, should I take action? Maybe it's no action. And in this second, I'm okay. Absolutely. I know for me, it was just that that simplified it too, right? I'm okay right at the moment when anxiety would just, it's like being in shackles all of a sudden and the overwhelm. It's like in this moment, when I look around, the sun is shining. I see a blue sky. I may not know what's going to happen. It's okay. Right now, this moment, I'm okay. Yeah there's a lot of uh, powerful things in that in that sentence and the the action versus no action part 
sometimes <clears throat> I think when we're in certain states, it's just like, oh, I just want to move through it and I want it to be done. And I just don't want to be feeling this way anymore. Right. And the power in being present gives you the ability to say, do I need to create action or do I just need to be here and now? And so thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I think that, uh, that resonates with me and I hope it resonates with everyone else that's watching right now too, is that it doesn't have to be anything crazy complicated to come back to yourself. So thank you. Right. Well, is there, I want to be mindful of time and um, I'm curious if there's anything else you'd like to share before we go into your free gift. Um, I just want to say that, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love having these conversations. And, you know, there's a lot that has created, um, not created, but has been a huge part of our lives that has led us up to now. You know, we have past experiences, um, past relationships, past voices in our head, whatever that is. And, and as a coach, um, I don't go backwards when I work with people, we move forward. That doesn't mean that the backwards doesn't exist, but it means what action steps can we take right now to go forward? And um, that's empowering. And so I just want everybody to know that you can move forward small steps at a time and it doesn't have to be anything huge or monumental. Keep it simple, keep it. Um, small. And it can be something as simple as when you wake up in the morning, you give yourself 20 minutes. Don't pick up the phone, don't turn on the TV, don't listen to the radio, whatever it is, just allow yourself to be with yourself so that the very first voice you hear every day is actually your own. And then when you start hearing your own voice day after day after day, the conversations you have with yourself, they shift and they change. And hopefully the conversations you're having with yourself are empowering and confidence building and allowing you to see all of the possibilities down the road. Absolutely. It's all about developing the attunement with yourself. And right. that, that's some really helpful tools of just being mindful of how to start the day in the morning because that's often where we can get stuck. Um, and set, just set the tone for the day uh, accordingly to your own energy rather than getting stuck into something that's probably not yours. Right. So thank you so much, Karen Ann. I really appreciate your insights today. Um, before we leave, I'd love for you to just share real quick what your free gift is and how it could be best utilized for everyone who, who claims the gift. Okay. I have a really cool free gift. I love it. It's super pretty. Um, it's a 10 day journal on stepping out of anxiety or fear and stepping into confident and hopeful living. And what it is, is it's a list of things that you do throughout the day, starting with you first waiting up, waking up in the morning to the time you put your head down on the pillow. And I challenge you to do this list for 10 days. And 
every day there are writing prompts, you know, how many did you do? Um, I don't remember all of the questions on there right now, but it really allows you to do a little bit of self-discovery. And at the end of 10 days, I just want you to ask yourself, was any of this helpful? Did I feel any shifts in my day? Did I feel like I had more energy? Um, did I focus on things differently than I would have focused on them before? It's just a fun way to start building some tools into your day that are simple. You know, drink eight ounces of water when you first wake up. It makes a difference. It really does. You know, um, gratitude, mental gratitude list at the end of the day as you lay down on your pillow, you know, going to sleep now. I'm going to what was I grateful for today? A lot of this is, is buzzwords we've heard, but when you put them all together, um, it really does help you have some more calm in your day and more clarity in your day. You can find that on my website. And like I said, it's really pretty. <laughs> I, I have a great social media person. It's gorgeous. She did an amazing job. <laughs> So not only is it helpful, but it's aesthetically pleasing for all of you who want to be writing on something very nice. Um, yes. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> well, thank you, Karen Ann, for that beautiful gift. Uh, I think that will be very helpful. And I've found a lot of value in journaling myself. So I uh, highly recommend for those of you who have always been curious about journaling and not sure where to start, Karen Ann's gift sounds like it's ideal um, to just get that momentum going for journaling. And then perhaps after those 10 days, you're going to want to purchase a journal to keep it going. So make sure you take advantage of that. Um, thank you again, Karen, for joining us today. And for those of you who are on still, thank you for showing up for yourself. And make sure you are in our Propeller Momentum Facebook group, where we're just a community of support and love because we know change isn't easy but change is a lot easier when you have a support system behind you so jump on in there contribute support your fellow humans and uh, i am there to support you as well so much love have a great day thank you christina <laughs>